I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Sports Outside Podcast. Once again, I'm Josh Shovinoff. Welcome by the one and only man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, future Jiu-Jitsu world champion, Angel Ortega. we got a lot of stuff to talk about this week. Maybe not a lot. We've got a fair bit. we got UFC Vegas 86 to go over. Vegas 87 going out this weekend, as well as a boatload of news, as always. Uh, as always, two quick sponsors to go ahead and hit before we go ahead and break into the news. Rogue Energy and Elixir. Rogue Energy keeps me fueled up no matter where I'm at, whether I'm at the gym, working out, or, you know, uh, working at home, or watching the Chiefs advance to another Super Bowl. They keep me, uh, keep me excited, keep me, keep me there. It's not my game. They can keep you there as well with code SoundOff at checkout for 10% of all their amazing products. Elixir, the exact opposite with their, their amazing Delta 8. So whenever I like to chill out, have a pop one of those in, or you can buy a vape or they got pre-rolls. They got it all, man. You can go ahead and get it all for code sound off for 10% off elixir.com. Once again, rogueenergy.com and elixir.com code sound off all caps for 10% off. Uh, look, man, there was a UC card going down this last weekend. Uh, if you didn't, I don't blame anybody that didn't watch it. Dana White didn't even watch it. Uh, he was seen at Connor Ben versus Peter Dobson going down, uh, in Vegas. Uh, nonetheless, man, in the main event, we had middleweights, and this fight was, I mean, pretty weird, uh, in my opinion. Nasruddin Imavov defeating Roman Didelize by majority decision. Scorecards were all over the place. 49-44-48-47, one judge had it, and 48-46, and Imavov walks away with the win. Um, look, man, this fight was really, really weird. Uh, you know, at one point, Nasha Imovov kicked, uh, Roman Didelize while he had his hands on the, had one glove on the mat. I believe he had a point deducted, nearly got into a fight with Chris Curtis in the corner. Uh, really weird fights. Um, Didelize gassed out seemingly instantly. What'd you make about this fight, man? It was a pretty bizarre one. It, it was weird, right? Because initially, it, it looked like the fight should have been stopped in the first round. Um, I, I kind of wish the referee would. Who was it who ref that fight? By the way, was it Herb? Uh, was I believe it? it was Herb, but I, I don't know for sure. Whoever it was, I would have loved to kind of. I think it was. I think I would have loved to uh, hear his whole reasoning and kind of afterwards, kind of what he saw that made him, you know, let the fight continue. Mm-hmm. Um, I because I, he must have been seeing his eyes. He must have been seeing that he was still there or something. I mean, because it. I mean, it's like, I feel like most other times, Josh, that could have been it right there. You know, like that would have been it and, and no one would have questioned it. There would have been no argument in that. Uh, we ended up getting more round. We ended up getting five rounds after that. So shout out fucking, uh, Roman Delisa for being a fucking dog. But I, I mm-hmm. think for the most part, he wasn't able to recover. And it's weird because I feel like Roman has looked like when he looks good, he looks very fucking good. When he doesn't, when he looks slightly off, there is these lapses where I'm kind of like, okay, but I know what, what he could be at his best. Another mm-hmm. thing, I'm not trying to like discredit Nazarene's victory, but let's be kind of honest here, Josh. If that's any other guy in the top 10 or top five in the 185, I mean, I'm saying top five, like, cause we, yeah. when we're talking about top five elite, I mean, we're talking about Deshaun Strickland's, the Israel Adesanya's, Robert Whitaker's, and now Drikas, and then who else probably seen Cherry Cannon here? Yeah. You know, Roman Delice would have made it past round two after mm-hmm. having that such a good first round. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which kind of, you know, I, and, and look, right? Like, like I'm saying, you got to give credit to Roman, but I, I do genuinely believe that any other guy in the top five can probably get Roman out of there in some capacity because, uh, Nazarene left a, do- a door open there. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I think even, uh, Roman ended up winning a round back. By the way, the, mm-hmm. the most hilarious part of that that I'm like, I remember when the fight ended, I was like, I need to hear these scorecards. And they <laughs> were all over the place, man. No scorecards looked similar. Uh, they were all, it was at her like, I think one was like 47, 48. One was a draw. Mm-hmm. And then one was a blowout. And it was the funniest shit in the world, dude. I mean, this was the biggest shit show of fight we've had in a while at a main event. Straight up, dude. Straight up. Uh, the scorecards were all over the place. Like I said, I mean, I said it a minute ago, but like 49, 44, 48, 46, 47, 47. Uh, for the record, I, dude, who gave it 47, 47, uh, 
It's wild, wild. I don't get. <laughs> well, he did give a ten, he did give a ten eight first round, which was weird. But uh, yeah, that guy, Ron, I believe Ron McCarthy, giving a vow to forty eight forty seven. Definitely uh bizarre. But anyways, um, yeah, man, a very strange fight. I mean, I feel like that's the best way to put it. You mentioned how any other high level guy inside the top five would have gotten him out of there, and I part of me wonders if it's just a. Uh, you know, a Ferdinand uh, Lopez thing. I understand he's not with him anymore. I think he left uh, late last year. Um, not sure the Emuov did. But I feel like, man, like, guys that come out of that camp that are, have been with him a long time, they just, they can't really finish well for whatever reason. And there's a fight that he really should have finished, especially in the fifth, man. I mean, Roman Didaliza, he needed some oxygen, dog. Like, he was, he was out, man. He was, he was winded. And uh, not sure he couldn't get him out of there. Um, I mean, it was it was a good performance. Like, I mean, on paper, it was it was a relatively like I'm gonna say dominant, but you know, he had he clearly won in my opinion. I he shut that gave, shit down, dude. That's what you're trying to say. He shut down everything that Roman was trying to do. Correct. I mean, Didalize, I think he won the second, if I remember correctly. Um, but outside of that, I don't think I gave him any rounds. And um, yeah, man. I mean, he he did a, It was a very you know, it was it was a good win for him. Good win. It was not the win that I wanted to see out of the Nostradine. Uh, I think coming off of like his, his weird kind of fights, which it is, it is honestly kind of funny that he just keeps on facing like <laughs> extreme couture guys. Like this is the third in a row, like Strickland, Curtis, and then Didalize. Uh, it is pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, not exactly what I wanted to see out of him. I still think this kid has a lot of potential. He's still only 28 years old. Uh, but man, times, times are ticking. Like this is a performance that like he should have gotten them out of there. And Didalize is a talented guy, but like, man, especially in that fifth round, whenever Nasruddin didn't seem to be breathing hard and it felt like he could have gone for a finish, it seemed like he could have gotten him out of there, and he just didn't. Um, I was a little bit disappointed with that. On the opposite side of Roman Didalize, man, I feel like we've, we've found his ceiling, you know? Um, a good guy, top 15 guy, no doubt, but I mean, he got, you know, that, that lost to Vittori and now got worked by Imovov, so, um, interested to see where both those guys, I mean, uh, do moving forward, man. In terms of Nasruddin, who do you want to see him face next? I think a rematch with, with Chris Curtis makes the most sense. Give him an Apex main event five rounds. I thought about that. Uh, I'm actually pulling up the 185 rankings right now because you, you got my brain going. Hmm. Uh, give me one second here. Bam. Oh, I'd say, and by the way, Nazarene's eight, which is very weird to me because I'm like, I don't think any fight in front of him is particularly very good. Mm. But I think the one I thought about on the night of was was Marvin Vittori, the guy who beat Roman Delice. Mm. Mar- Marvin sitting at five, Paul Costa scheduled against Robert Whitaker. Brendan Allen, he doesn't have a fight schedule, does he? I could check. I think he's unbooked as of now. I think Vittori and Vittori might be unbooked, too. Oh, no, they are booked together. My bad. No shit. All right. Well, that's funny. Okay, well, I think you should get out of the winner or loser of that. Or that or fight Jared Cannon here. Yeah, Jared's been calling for a fight. He said he wants to USC 300. I, w- I want him to see him fight one of those three guys. Yeah. In some capacity at some point. I, I just don't think... I mean, ah, I mean, that's the only fight to be interested in. And I don't want to see him fight down. I want to see him fight up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you already pushed him... This much, I mean, there's no reason to slow down. I get that. I just think he has he has got that unfinished business business with uh, Chris Curtis. They nearly went at it in Apex, man. Like on the weekend, like I don't know. I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, both of them going off wins. But that that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. And I think you also that's a good shout to have probably either the winner or loser of uh, you know Brendan Allen and uh, our boy Marvin Vittori. I think that makes sense, but. That's just my opinion, just my opinion. Um, regardless, I think we should go ahead and uh, move one down, because, man, I feel like the real the real star of the night uh, was Hanada Moikano. Uh, the man wants money, and he now has a brother. Uh, so <laughs> Little brother. <laughs> Little brother, man. Uh, shout out Hanada Moikano, man. Defeats Drew Dober in the co-main event. You unanimous position 29-28 across the board. Uh, nice win for him. Uh, basically what we'd expected uh, in terms of his pathway to victory. What would you make about his... Uh, Pulling off the win. I mean, he did what he had to do to win. I'll tell you what. I mean, it wasn't the most. I mean, I didn't think it was a bad fight. It was getting shit on a lot on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. I mean, the the real performance bonus of the night came because of the fucking the speech we got afterwards. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another great Moicano post fight speech promo, whatever you want to call it. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, he definitely knows how to sum himself. I think the real thing that, uh, that we got out of this fight was, uh, Patty Pimblet called out Moicano. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which, Moicano wants money, right? And that's Patty, the money fight, dude. And Patty, we need to see him get pushed, and then he'll get him ranked. I don't see anything wrong here with this option. No, no, there is nothing wrong with it. And also, I think the thing is, I think Patty's going to take it, because of the top 15 guys, I really don't think he has them. You know, Moicano's not easy, so I hope people don't think it's the wrong way. But, like, it is, of the stylistic matchups for him in the top 15, probably one of the, one of the best. Yeah. yeah. One of the best I mean, ones for him. Moicano beat the guy I wanted Patty to to fight, you know? I, I, I said this way back when, whenever Drew Dober and Bobby Green fought, I thought that was the next fight for Patty, either one of those guys, because... They, they presented a challenge that I thought would be interesting for him on defeat. Um, but now they both those guys are coming off losses, and uh, Patty's doesn't have any currently. So, and he just fought Tony Ferguson. He needs to say, I think, for one, they need to give him harder matchups and relevant matchups at 155. And I think Moicano is definitely the, the choice here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the fight to make. The fight to make. And uh, you know, I think Patty said he's looking at a July return. I want to say. And that gives Moicano some time to heal. Run it next. It makes the most sense, man. Um, especially for Patty, man. If he's looking to break into the top 15, you're not going to get much easier. Not easier, but, like, better stylistic matchup than that. Like, and it's time to push Patty, dude. It's time. Like, I understand some people are like, oh, you know, he's still young. But Patty's, like, he's, like, almost 29 now? Yeah, he's yeah, on the verge he, of 30, bro. Yeah, man. Turned 29 last month, dude. So, it's time. It's time to push Patty, and that's a great fight to make. Um, so yeah, I'd love to see that one next. In terms of the rest of the card, man, um, looking down, UC Vegas 86. We got, we had some big, some big fights, man. Uh, which one do you most want to highlight? I mean, look, Josh, let's be honest. It was, it was rough, you know? There was only, there was a good, there was a good moment still that, oh, actually, before we get this going, what do you, what did you rate this card out of 10? <sighs> I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, man, probably like it was – I'm not going to remember this card in T-minus two days, so I'm going <laughs> to give it like a 5 out of 10. And, in fact, I'll be honest with you, I've already forgotten a fair bit of it. <laughs> Look, that's probably what I should give it, but I'm going to be a nice guy and give it a 6. It pro- I honestly probably should give it a 5. I, You know, I, I'm fuck, you know something? Fuck, I am leaning a 5. I think that's – out of all time, Josh, I think that's my all-time low score. I know we're not keeping track of them, but I, I know that we've, we've thrown some out there. And you can go, uh, you can go IGN, give it a 5.3 or something. No, 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 dude. This this is a fucking five. <laughs> you know, the the only reason this shit isn't lower is because there was, like I said, there was a good few, few good feel moments. We got to talk about them. Uh, starting off, I, I like later in the card, we're gonna gonna try to. Oh, dude, actually, fuck that. We're gonna kind of double back real quick. This shit show that happened to Ali Scott Kirzarov. I just butchered that name. Versus Mohamed Muradov. Holy fuck, dude. Kurzerov? 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 Mm-hmm. We haven't seen this guy fight in two years. Before that, he got his debut got delayed. He he came, he came he won on the contender series and he fight for another two years. He finally fights in 2022. There's another delay last year with the fight. Doesn't able to fight. This year, he finally fights. Almost almost two years to the date. Uh, next month will be two years. He fights accidental fucking eye poke first round, eleven seconds in. Fight doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. I am I am so unbelie- I was so unbelievably fucking disappointed, Josh. Little did I know that what what else would fucking come up later on in the card, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that is that the I want to say it's the fastest uh, no contest in in UFC history, MMA history. I know it was faster than Yair and Jeremy Stevens, I believe. So fucking, I, I don't doubt it, dude. It has to be fucking up there. Eleven seconds, yeah. Yair and uh, Jeremy Stevens, they were fifteen. So just beat him. Just came under the just came under the wire, bro. Uh, yeah, uh, that's a bit hard record to beat, man. Let me tell you. Yeah, I mean that's an all time an all time hilarious situation. I w- that's probably the only reason why it's not a. <laughs> that's the only thing that made me give the card a higher rating. Honestly, I was gonna give it a four out of ten before that happened. Dude, <laughs> I, I am in disbelief. Kaziriev, Kaziriev. Okay, I don't know how to pronounce it. Dude, you're good. His career has been delayed like four years. Like I don't know what all it's been, 
But the fact that it's, it's been delayed for four years, like, I, I don't know what all the factors are. I'm sure there's, like, visa issues and all that. I'm sure maybe COVID played a factor. He is coming out of Russia, and we know that, you know, we're all aware we're, we're all well aware yeah. of the whole situation in Russia. Uh, and and he has pulled out of his some of his fights too. I will I will note that too. But it's just like, what the fuck, man? You know, like so much time lost. And I feel like the guy is good, but he's 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 thirty three, going on thirty four later this year. They're totally gonna try to rebook this at some point. I, I imagine so, or at least try to give these guys some sort of fight back soon. But I, I'm just so utterly disappointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely pretty disappointing, man. I mean, like you said, it was probably a bit of COVID, a little bit of the Russia situation playing a role. But, yeah, I mean, what a – we still have literally no idea how good this guy is. So, um, hopefully they rebook this one quick. I mean, I, I might as well throw him on fucking – I don't know, like, when's the next Apex guard? Like, uh, actually, they don't have an Apex guard for a couple of weeks. So, just fucking throw him on either Mexico card or uh, 298, man. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, Apex card passed this week, I mean, because I'm sure they need a little bit more time. But, yeah, dude, absolutely crazy. But, yeah, yeah, I got I got to go ahead and also – I got to shout out. I got to shout out. Also happening on the main card, our boy, rude boy, Randy Brown, dude. We we shouted we, – we mentioned Muslim Salikov, and I was like, man, he's getting up there in age, and he's a guy that, like, very entertaining. I wish he would have came to the UFC sooner. Um, but, man, just absolutely got flattened by Randy Brown, dude. This is a guy, like I said, who – Hitting his 30s seems to be hitting his prime, dude. I mean, one loss in his last, I believe, uh, eight fights. Like, dude's killing it right now. What'd you make of him? Good. Uh, I mean, I don't know if he's getting it together, but I mean, they 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 talk about it on the on on the broadcast, dude. I mean, he came into the UFC five and zero. You know, back in 2015. I mean, next year will be a decade of in the UFC. He's 33 years old. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, there was, he, he has to, you would think that at some point he had, you know, it was going to come together and he was going to show out. And, uh, maybe it's now, dude. Uh, you know, I know that Jack Molina lost early last year. Wasn't that long ago. Um, obviously the Vicente Luque lost back in 2020 did slow everything down a little bit. But look, I mean, when you, if those are the two guys who lost to a recent time, I don't think you could be that upset at Randy Brown because look at where Jack Madeline is at. Look how far, you know, Vincente Luque was like nothing away from getting himself in the title picture if he would have beat, uh, Bala Muhammad back in 2022. So mm-hmm. maybe he's throwing a leaf here and maybe he'll, he'll be able to break through and, and make some noise in 170. But 170's a stacked division, man. So he has, mm-hmm. he has a hard road ahead of him. He really does. He really does. And that, that Jack Delamadalena, uh, loss did not help his case moving forward, but. Yeah, super entertaining guy. I really want to see uh I want to see him stay active, man. I really think over since twenty twenty, man, he's just been killing it. So uh very excited to see him moving forward. Um in terms of the rest of the card, man, Molly McCann moved moved down first fight down to Charlotte. She looked good, man. She looked real good. Uh looked to be in great shape. Now granted facing Deanna Belbita, she already beat once before. Um and you know, I like I like Deanna, but she's not a she's not a top fifteen girl, you know what I mean? She's struggled a lot. Uh, so yeah, I mean, not exactly a shocking, a shocking win there for, for Meatball. Um, Luana Carolina defeating our, our girl Julia Stilirenko. Uh, Stilirenko rolled her ankle, uh, in the first round and fucking. Whoa. Yeah. What, what a fucking set yeah. of words right there, by the way. Well, I'm not, have you seen the, the screenshot of it? Yeah, I have. Terrifying. <laughs> Somebody who's fucking dislocated their ankle before, ankle shit kind of fucks me up, you know? So, um, right. Yeah, that that was that was a bit hard to watch. So I, I hate seeing that. Uh, still Yarenko though, still still very entertaining. Um, big fan of her. Dumbo uh, Drum Drimbo. I I feel bad for always. I, I never know how to pronounce his name honestly. But defeating Pete Rodriguez, dude. Pete Rodriguez. I will say this much: the most killer be killed guy in the UFC. Right <laughs> <laughs> straight straight the fuck up. Is he the DTF fighter of the week? Yeah, fuck it. Why not? <laughs> He's our DTF fighter of the week. I mean, Pete Rodriguez, five and two, you know, out of the MMA lab. He's one and two in the UFC. You know, he faced Jack de la Madalena at UFC 270. And that fight, which lasted all of three minutes, was just them fucking winging bombs at one another. Knocked, came back, knocked out friend of the show, Mike Jackson. And then he went and got knocked out by Themba. And, you know, they were, they were winging bombs. It was really only a matter of time. 
uh, in that fight too. So man, I, I feel bad for Pete, but damn, that dude is entertaining, dog. So, uh, big fan of him, dude, even though he came out of a losing dude, end. Feel good moment for Demba, right, too? 100, yeah. 100%. By the way, yeah. the, by the way, the fact that he could get a bonus is fucking insane to me. Absolutely crazy. I, I genuinely can't believe it. I, I thought he was going to definitely get it. Um, Dude, like, I, I want to talk a little bit more about them, but, I mean, yeah. by the way, shout out to him for helping his community out, because I don't know if you know this, Josh, this guy, like, has helped, like, his hometown, and I think he even called, or I think he even refers to it as his village back in Zimbabwe, in, like, many of ways. Like, he isn't just taking care of himself, he's taking care of a community, and he, like, builds, like, this thing there for, to get water into the community, he's trying to, his next step is to build a library, like, this guy is the ultimate, like, good guy, right? <laughs> like, I, mm-hmm. he, despite of being in not that long ago in a situation where he's sleeping in the gym in a corner on a fucking couch. Mm-hmm. To, you know, getting a house gifted to by him by The Rock, you know? Yeah. Now having, like, a decent following on Instagram where brands are reaching out to him to promote and, you know, making money, not just from fighting, but also from other stuff. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, Josh... He he said he wants championship fights, Josh. And he told Hunter that he wants he wants to talk to him, get some stuff sorted out, get the contract changed around because he wants some some harder fights. And mm-hmm. I mean, once once he did it to one seventy, it's fucking hard, you know. Yeah. It's hard. But any you know if if they if they're able to talk to him and his manager, settle. I'm sure they find a good deal. But they're definitely going to push him for it. I, I think it's definitely possible that he gets some. Some some high profile names. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what those names will be, but I, I could definitely see, I could definitely see a push for it. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. And he's a guy that like he did start off his his career in the UFC with a loss to AJ Fletcher, but no shame in that. I mean, he's rebounded with two big wins. Like you said, he has a great story, and you know maybe maybe if they give him the right matchups, I could see him going on a run. I mean, 170 like at the top level, obviously insanely stacked, but like. You know, he's supposed to fight, uh, he's supposed to fight, um, before Pete Rodriguez stepped in, he was supposed to fight Kiefer Crosby. That's a good matchup for him. You know what I mean? Like, you should rebook that one. Like, I could see if they give him the right fights, he can go on a run. I would be very unsurprised, you know? Um, mm-hmm. just my opinion, obviously, but the guy has a great story, and I'm, I'm a big fan of him. I'd love to see uh, what he can do moving forward. But, uh, we also, I mean, just, just to kind of move on a little bit, there are some other fights. Uh, Charles Johnson, dude. <laughs> turning in a fucking performance, dude. I mean, flyweight, you know, as that Moxum, undefeated as a out of Kazakhstan, and looked to be the real deal in the first round. And then Charles Johnson just came storming back, dude. I mean, what a what a win by him. Um, Kansas is uh, finest. I know he doesn't. I don't think he trains out of Kansas anymore. But he was born in Kansas, so we'll fucking claim him. Uh, <laughs> You know, in the same way they'll claim uh, Tim Elliott still, and, uh, you know, uh, who else? Johnny Eblen, I think he went to school in Kansas City, so we'll claim him too, you know? <laughs> so we're, we're claiming all these guys. But, uh, yeah, big win by Charles Johnson, dude. And uh, the other the other kid's young enough to come back. But Flyweight, dude, Flyweight's popping right now. Um, I, think there's only, I think there's only one other guy to note. Uh, Charles Radke. Uh, we, have, we have DTF Fighter of the Week. I don't know what we could call him of the week, but, uh, man – Big knockout win over Gilbert Urbina, and then he uh, he went to the press conference and said that you know the press they should have to pay him for these interviews, and then they just stopped asking him questions. <laughs> fire, which was fire, and I thought that was a really hey you know I've had my issues with with some of the the press uh, scrum meet, uh, media like the media members who typically do those sort of things. Hilarious moment, not asking him any other questions because dude. We've seen some other guys do this recently, like more lower tier guys. I can't even think of the last guy who uh, who said this. Who was like, "Oh, you need to pay me uh, for interviews." It wasn't. I know Patty said it, but Patty at least at least Patty's like a big enough star. You know what I mean? Like that makes sense. Uh, By the way, I just had a WTF moment because I had to look up this Johnny Evelyn shit. I just found out that fucking Johnny Evelyn's mom is Korean. Oh shit. And I'm looking at Johnny Evelyn, and I, and I don't see it. I don't see it whatsoever. By the way, I found, I found out the guy. The guy that also said they should do interviews, should have to pay him, was Cedric uh, Dumas, who is uh, two and one in the UFC now. I know exactly so. what you're talking about. 
Yeah, he's another guy. There's a couple of these young guys, man, who are like, you got to pay me for interviews. You know, my time is worth this. And it's like, man, I think I think the UC should just pay you more. It's not really – I'm not sure how much you guys think the media members make, but it's not nearly as much. Or in some cases, it's actually more than you guys. But still, you know, uh, that's your problem and the USC's problem. Um, yeah, man. I, I will say, though, personally, I would have taken the opposite approach with, um, you know, the Charles Radke thing. I probably would have just – I would have asked as many questions I possibly could in that time frame. I would have not let up the mic. I would have started dude, by the end of it. I would have been asking about like, who's your eighth grade uh, best friend? You know what I mean? I would have asked if fucking because I'm not gonna. It doesn't. I don't have to pay him. He's up there, you know. So uh, I did find that uh, moment to be very funny. So, anyways, uh, yeah, this this card was a five out of ten, and uh, it it is what it is, man. It, it, it was it was a card. It was an event that happened. I don't think I'm gonna rewatch any of these fights in the future ever again. That being said, we do have a, you know, it's a solid, it's a solid UC Apex card. I think, you know, I read a stat that since the UC came back in 2020, in May 2020, half of the events have been at the UC Apex, which, you know, I think is honestly killing the sport. Yeah, I don't know how you feel about that. Um, I think that's probably genuinely killing the sport because it's really hard to get people intrigued when half of your events are just throwaway events that everybody knows. At the same time, though. This UC Vegas H6 card, credit where it's due, is pretty solid. In the main event, we have the rising Joe Piper. Uh, apparently, he hits harder than Francis Ngannou, I've heard. Um, riding a four-fight winning streak inside the octagon. Coming off a submission win over Abdul Hazak Al-Hassan back in October. We'll be taking on Jack Hermanson. Big fight for him, man. I mean, to go from Abdul Hazak Al-Hassan to a guy inside the top 15, ranked number 11, Big opportunity for him. And Hermanson himself, the Joker, uh, struggled as of late. Two and two in his last four. Uh, coming off a knockout, lost to Roman, did Elise in December. Uh, what do you make of this matchup, man? Big opportunity for Joe Piper. I mean, clearly, you, you see what they're trying to do here. I mean, they want to push Joe Piper into the rankings. Uh, we've talked about it multiple times. Where we can tell, like, the UFC has interest in Joe Piper. You know, they, they're, they're pushing Joe Piper to, you know, to the light. Uh, that's why they're, they're, they put him here in this matchup. Because uh, he's only had, like, I mean, I, I thought it was two, three UFC fights officially. Uh, and to be honest, the level of competition, not to be disrespectful, hasn't been enough to be like, okay, this guy's ready for that 185 push. Not saying that he's not, but, you know, kind of, he, he didn't necessarily look like he had that build up as far as in competition to get to the ranked opponents, I should say. Because he went to from Alan Amadovsky, I don't even know if that guy's in the UFC, no disrespect, mm-hmm. to Gerald Merchart, which, look, Gerald Merchart's a dog. You know, he'll he'll definitely beat the guys who don't deserve to be in the rankings. And then Abdul Razak Al-Hassan, which we know how he's going to try to win a fight. Yeah. To now Jack Hermanson who is primarily, or we know kind of can be very successful in the grappling. I mean, we uh, obviously we, we know we saw him not too long ago have a pretty safe victory against Chris Curtis back in, in England way back, uh, was it like two, three years ago? I can't even remember. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, to me, this is obviously, they, they have interest in a young guy. They're trying to push out a, a older dog, but at the same time, this older dog is is very competitive and, and is a, has a good skill set and has a positive record in the UFC. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a big opportunity, man. Like like you laid it out, Joe Pye for his wins. You know, I mean, you mentioned Al Alan Abadomsky, just confirmed no longer part of the UFC. Um, Gerald Mearshart, we know the story. I mean, aging veteran, uh, and same thing for even Abdul Hazak Al Hassan. I mean, he's thirty eight years old, and ever since he had his legal troubles, which admittedly he was found you know not guilty, and yada yada yada. Um, he's, he struggled a lot too. So for Joe Piver, big opportunity for him. Um, very unproven guy, but this is kind of the big, the big opportunity for him. Uh, taking a quick look at the, uh, the betting odds, uh, for this one. As of now, we have, if I can find him. Yeah. As of now, according to, I'm not going to say the site, they're not going to pay me. Uh, but according to a betting site that me and Angel both use, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Joe Piper is a minus 275. Jack Hermanson coming back is a plus 220. Pretty shocking, in my opinion, to be quite honest with you. Uh, I think, I'll be honest with you, I'm going to pick Joe, Fe- Joe Piper to win. 
But I think that's, I mean, almost a three to one favorite whenever he hasn't even faced anybody in even close to the top 15 is pretty surprising to me. Uh, what do you make? Who do you officially got in this one? I got Joe Pfeiffer, but at the same time, I'm just like, if Jack Kermanson comes out here and does something, we shouldn't be shocked. But I think what everybody's kind of consensus thinking is, consensus, consensus thinking is that Joe Piper will go in there and blast Jack Kermanson, which is very, very possible. I mean, at the moment, that's kind of what he's showing he's capable of. Uh, and look, uh, Joe Piper has a, has a, a strong grappling game, a good grappling base. So definitely do not, uh, do not doubt him on the ground. He's definitely no slouch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. I mean, he's a, both, both these guys are pretty well rounded. Honestly, like Jack Manson doesn't really get the credit I think he deserves for his striking on the feet. Um, he's very competent, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go and take Joe Pye for same same for you, obviously, and uh, we'll we'll see if this kid's the real deal, man. I mean, he's getting a big UFC push right now. I mean, I mean, I think w- he is. I mean, I think if I'm gonna be, if I'm gonna be honest, I think he is. I just, I'm just yeah, I'm just shocked at the level the UFC is like going full force on this kid. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not trying to be mean, but as a star, I don't, I don't see it. I mean, may, maybe, uh, maybe we just need to give it time. But like, yeah, he has a good, just, uh, he has a good story. You know, he's, yeah. uh, you know, personality. You know, maybe, you know, it's not, you know, Sean Strickland. Yeah. It's not, uh, but, it, but you know, he's himself, yeah. and that's all that matters. You know, that's yeah. what you want out of guys. You want guys to be genuine, and people will always appreciate you being yourself. Yeah. No matter what. So definitely, you know, I hope he never changes and this guy's definitely built for this shit. Yeah. And like and but like I said, it I, I do find it a little bit of the guys they could be pushing in the UFC and like does does Joe Pfeiffer really need the need the whole France and Ganu comps and going on JRE this early and getting this main event early and yada yada. I don't know. But I guess we'll find out this Saturday, so that's the fun thing. Um We'll not have to wait long to find out this kid's the real deal. And like I said, I think he is super talented. I mean, 27 years old, like... Because this is a big fight, man. Yeah. Like, this is a big fight. I mean, if he fights again this year, his next fight is going to be huge, too. Whoever they Correct. give him. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, he's good, man. He's really good. So, we'll see, man. We'll see. Um, very excited for this matchup, though. Should be a banger. Uh, also, in the co-main event, should be another banger. I mean, uh, 50K, Dan Ige... Coming off a loss to Bryce Mitchell in September, that was a pretty competitive one. Prior to that, he won two in a row. Taking on Andre Touchy Feely. Uh, all, like, long-time UFC veteran. We know the story here. Very competent on the feet. Very entertaining guy. Coming off a knockout win over Lucas Almeida in December at UC 296. And making the quick turnaround here, replacing Laroni Murphy. Um, who do you, who do you got on this one, man? This one should be a banger. I got Danny Ege, man. I think Danny Ige will just be able to just, uh, I think he's just slightly better than Feely on the feet, like slightly cleaner. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's fair. Uh, that's, that's absolutely fair. And, uh, betting YC is the favorite, very slight one. I'm actually going to take Andre Feely for the upset win here. Um, I've been very impressed with his, uh, last couple of fights. His last, not, not exactly, the, granted, he lost into Thane Wood, but that was a very competitive fight. I feel like he's been just on the verge of kind of cracking into the rankings and making a run. Like, if you've seen those, like the Daniel Pineda fight, for example, where he was dominating before the eye poke. You know Banger he, fight, by the way. He had a very competitive fight with Bryce Mitchell, uh, a couple of years ago now. Near the hand of him, his first loss. Um, Obviously, like, and he's coming off a knockout win. Uh, he's the longer guy here. He's the taller guy. I don't know, man. I just got a feeling. I think this fight's going to take place mostly on the feet. And on the feet, I think they're competitive. But I think Andre Feely's going to have a better game plan. I feel he's going to be able to have and use his reach better as well. So I'm going to take Andre Feely for the upset, man. It's probably just because I like the guy a lot. But uh, he's a live dog here. He's a live dog. And you can't really write him off. And if he wins this one, he'd be straight back into the rankings for the first time in I mean, I want to say a long time, but I don't even know when Andre Feely was actually ever in the rankings to begin with. So, yeah, it'll be interesting, man. It'll be interesting. You know, uh, in regards to the rest of this card, like I said, there is a couple of bangers on here, man. A bunch of recognizable names. Which fights are you most looking forward to on UC Vegas 86? I mean, it has to be the other... I mean, to be honest, it has to be the two other 85er fights. Uh, Brad Tavares, Gregory Rodriguez, a.k.a. Robocop, Josh... Uh, Rodolfo Vieira, Armin Petrosian. I mean, those those are definitely my big matchups for the for the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough, man. Uh, fair enough. 
Um, and I, I said Vegas 86, Vegas 87, my bad. Um, that one should be a banger. Both two young, two young-ish dudes on the rise. But not really young, but like, you know what I mean? Like young in UFC years, essentially. Uh, but both <laughs> these guys are in their 30s, bro. Both yeah, 30, but like in terms 30, of like 40. fight miles, I mean. Like they're both, oh, yeah, they don't, they got like, compared to, compared to the other two guys I mentioned, yeah, it's a lot less fights. I mean, Brad Tavares has 28 fights and Gregory Rodriguez has 20 yeah. fights. Or 19 fights. Yeah, I believe Haldolfo Bea and Armand Petrosi, I think they have like a combined like 22 fights or something. Like something, something come. Yeah, exactly. 22 combined. So, um, I like both those fights and have you mentioned them. I'm really excited for the return of the menace, Michael Johnson, still doing the damn thing at 37 years old. Coming off a loss to Carlos Diego Fajaya. That's all right though. He's, he's still two and two in his last four. He brought it back after a really rough stretch from 2019 to 2022. Um, he's brought it back, man. So excited to see him back. Thinking on Darius Flowers, and I saw that, you know, Darius Flowers, I guess Michael Johnson said, like, uh, he blocked him on social media because he wouldn't stop, uh, getting in his mentions fucking with him. So, <laughs> at media day, he was like, man, this guy just won't get off my dick, man. Like, <laughs> so, uh, excited to see MJ back, man. Um, and in terms of the, the prelims, there's also some other bangers too. I mean, I decided to see Trevor Giles back. Devin Clark taking on Marching Pracnio. This will be a banger, dude. I, I'm happy. I'm happy you agree. Happy you agree. Uh, should be a banger, man. Um, I also got to shout out Max Griffin, who always comes to bang, taking on Jeremiah Wells, who prior to loss uh, against Carlson Harris was undefeated in the UFC. Uh, another another guy who's like, you know, he, he's 37 years old. The so time is a ticking, but if, you know, he could put, thing, put things together, maybe he can make a run, you know? Uh, Zach Palga, obviously former Ultimate Fighter veteran, can be coming back here. And also, I always got to shout out my girl Loma Lookin' B. Huge fan of Loma Lookin' B. Always puts on a fucking show. And uh, taking on Bruna Brazil here on the, the prelims at Women's Strawweight. Should be a, a pretty fun one. By the way, almost a year to the date when we'll see her again. Really? That's the I last one I saw Yeah. Damn, you're right. Yeah. February 12th, 2023. The submission winner release read. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, big fan of Loma Lookin' B, man. Not, you can tell, like, I don't know. She, she's, she's always been very entertaining. And also, I appreciate a, a, a good woman's, uh, striking match. You know what I mean? Not, not all of them. Not all, not a lot of them that you can, you, but you can tell that she's been training in Muay Thai her whole life. You know what I mean? But, uh, anyways. In, in regards to, uh, this card, man, uh, that's all we got. I mean, it's, it's an apex card. You know, you, you, what you see is what you get. And, uh, it's better than most, so let, let's hope that it lives up to the hype. Um, in regards to, uh, you know, this card, any closing thoughts on it, man, before we move on to the news? No, nothing else. Um, like I said, like I said, week in, week out, man, I'm always excited to come back next week, recap all the fights, and next week, we have a fucking pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Oh! Yes, we do. Yes, we do, man, and uh, super excited for that one. And that fight... I mean, Volkan- in terms of, like, fights in MMA uh, that are currently scheduled, I think Volkanovski Tapuria is my most anticipated. Like, two, I don't want to, I'm not going to break into the preview, obviously, because it's just a week away, but holy shit, dude. I mean, on paper, that one is just, it's, it's good, that's going to be a banger of a fight, man. Um, that being said, we do have a little bit of news. I say a little bit, because admittedly, you know, we're, nothing's really happened in the last week. <laughs> Uh, you know, been a bit of quiet week, man. And that's kind of what happens when we have these sort of apex events, just not a whole lot going on. Um, that being said, we do get, we did get a little bit more news. In fact, we got a little bit of clarification. Conor McGregor previously announced that he will be fighting Michael Chandler on June 29th in International Fight Week. However, according to Dana White, that fight, once again, which was previously targeted for UFC 300 in April, has been postponed. Dana White appeared on the Pat McAfee show yesterday, I believe, it, uh, like, doing some Super Bowl media, and he announced that Conor McGregor and Michael Chandler is now postponed to the fall. Once again, he declined to give a fight date. Angel, first reaction uh, to, to finding out that news, man. What is happening? I, I need answers, Josh. I need answers, and I, I, I don't know when or will or if I, I will get them. But but I fucking need him. I don't know how yeah. the fuck I'm going to get him, but I fucking need him. Because I have been told this fight's going to happen several different fucking times. I mean, Josh, are we going... Has it been two years now since that ultimate fire season, or has it only been one year? 
It's only been one year. It, it was last summer, I believe. Wait a minute. I do, it, yeah, it feels I like forever ago, though, now. I know, dude. I know. I mean, it's... You know, Connor has said uh, over the last couple of months, he's like, he says it's a UFC thing. He says it's not on him. And, you know, with USADA no longer around, like, I genuinely, I genuinely don't know what could be holding it back. Like, I, I have no idea. The only, I mean, I, visa issues, but even then, probably not. Like, they could just have him fight in Abu Dhabi if that were the case. But, like, it's it's fucking bizarre, dude. It's 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 really bizarre, and I don't know what they're – I'm at the I'm at the point where I don't think Connor's ever gonna fight again. You know what I mean? Like he like it doesn't even seem like it's a him issue. I don't know what the issue could be. Uh I I saw some people have speculated over the last few months that like maybe the UC just doesn't want to pay his massive purse. Uh which is possible. I mean they are in cost cutting mode. I mean just this is just uh from what we've learned throughout like the UC antitrust lawsuit, like they've been cutting down fighter I mean UC fighter pay is only it it peaked at like twenty percent of revenue. But now it's all the way down to like 13%. You know what I mean? So they're, they continue, they're still cutting more costs in terms of fighter pay. So maybe they just want to keep it lower. Um, it could be that. You know, I, I genuinely don't know though. I, I have no idea why they keep on postponing because it's, it is still genuinely the biggest fight they can make. Like, I understand that like there are some, there's a lot of stars in UC today. You know, Alex Bahia, I feel like he's a, he's a guy that is on the rise and I think he's, he's a massive star. You know what I mean? Just, just one example. But I don't think anybody compares to Conor McGregor, dude. You still see from the buzz that he just does anything, and it's still huge. Um, and even then, whenever he fought, you know, Dustin Poirier, like his last fight, I think that fight was one of the biggest in UFC pay per view history. I think it did 1.6 million pay per view buys. So it's like, if Conor's fighting, fans will show up. Correct. It doesn't matter, dude. He could fight a fucking broomstick, and you know, it's a million <laughs> million pay per view buys, dude. That's the way it is. I mean, that, he could fight one of us, and people huh? would still watch it. Oh, well, I mean, if we, if we, he fought us, we'd build it up. I mean, we, it's just, just, we'd sell the fuck out of that, dude. We'd make it seem like we could possibly win. 100%. I'd, 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 I'd start training with, uh, man, I'd start training with Dustin Poirier, you know, I'd, I'd have that oh, story. Oh, 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 Play the mind man. games. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd own that, own that. that you're gonna fraud. bring in Joe, you're gonna bring in Joe Duffy, Habib, and, and Dustin Poirier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm, not, I'm actually going to go out to Dagestan if it happens. Yeah, I'm going to be out there with Habib. Um, you're going to you're going to celebrate Ramadan, dude. You're going to do the whole bit. One hundred. I'm actually I'm actually, I didn't tell you. I've actually converted to Muslim now. I'm actually converted to Islam. <laughs> you're going to get a my name is candy. my name is my name is Abdul Wallahi. <laughs> is that your Monty name now? <laughs> it is. It is. That's his name now, bro. I fucking knew it. <laughs> A.K.A. Gervonta Davis. <laughs> AKA, yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't look, dude. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know what the deal is with Connor and Chandler. I, I made a joke. Uh, I don't think we talked about this on the show, but Manny Pacquiao announced that he's out of retirement, and he said he wants to fight either Gervonta Davis, Ryan Garcia, or Conor McGregor. And uh, I made a joke that, like, you know, the year is twenty twenty seven. Uh, Manny Pacquiao is preparing for his trilogy with Conor McGregor. Michael Chandler is still patiently awaiting uh, <laughs> McGregor's return. Uh, yeah, man, I don't. If I'm Chandler, I don't know. Like, I genuinely wonder if like Conor's just trying to wait out Chandler or something. Like, he just doesn't want to fight him, so he just because he said he doesn't want to fight him. He says it's a UFC thing, so it's like maybe that's it. You know, because every single time it brings up a comeback, he's like, "Yeah, man, I really want to fight back in the octagon." You know, and it's like. They're like, what about Michael Chandler? He's like, you know, he's a little king. I don't really want to, I don't really like, just like, I don't really want to fight him. You know, he's just like, yeah. So, yeah, he's man. Like, it, it is, it's, he's, he's like, yeah, I don't want to fuck with that, but proper 12. Proper 12. Uh, I'll, I'll fight Justin Gaethje any day. What's his new thing? The stout? Uh, Ford? I don't even oh, know. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Irish stout. Irish stout. No, I reached out. Anyways, man, I mean, I, I don't know what the fuck the deal is. Uh, well, we'll see what's going on, man. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if this fight ever happens. Probably not. I think I'm at the point where it's like, nah, man, I don't think so. Uh, that being said, um, go ahead and keep it moving. We and Rampage Jackson announced last week that he's going to be boxing Shannon the Cannon Briggs in Qatar on June 1st. He, uh, in an interview with Errol Hawani, he said that this is not just, you know, this is not, not just a one-off for him. He said he's back fighting. Not only is he back fighting, he wants to fight Rashad Evans, and he also wants to fight Vanderlei Silva. 
in in rematches as well. Uh, any interest in seeing some old guy fights in 2024? Sure, fuck it, why not? Get these guys paid. But what the fuck does Vanderlei? I haven't seen Vanderlei in like an eternity. What the fuck is Vanderlei just like living life? I think so. I his, he's coaching his son. I, his son uh, is fighting, I believe. Um, outside of that, I have no idea. I think Vandy's just chilling. I think he's just chilling, which would be good for him. But man, if they if they rekindle the rock, man, that'd be crazy. Five fights between between Vandy and Rampage if they end up booking it. No, no fucks to give, right? Absolutely insane, dude. I mean, I'm down for it, dude. I, I like to see these old guys get paid. I mean, if they got nothing else to do, and, and I'd much rather... Like, and they're fighting guys around their same age and skill set. You know, they're probably not going to get too much damage. Like, and let's be honest here, these guys have been fighting their entire lives anyway. The damage is done. If, 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 they're, if, if they're worried about Damn, CTE, Josh. It's, it's, Damn. it's true. I mean, it's true. It's true. I'm not wrong, you know? Like, you know I'm right about this. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm down to do it. I'm down to see it, and... uh Fucking yeah. villain out of here, dude. <laughs> I'm not wrong, bro. You can't even tell me I'm wrong. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm down to see it. I'm down to see it. Yeah, might as well fucking book it. What, what, what's Ryzen doing? Book, book, <laughs> book Vandy versus Rampage 5. Why not? Uh, although, I think he said he actually wants to face him in a boxing match. So, I don't know. Anyways, man. Uh, next, next up. The PFL, man, has been... You know, I don't know what's up with the PFL, man. They announced a, their 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 Bellator card uh, slated for later this month in Saudi Arabia, and we were like, man, where's Kayla Harris from Chris Cyborg? And then, you know, a couple of days later, they announced Kayla Harris from signing with the UFC. They they decided to let her go. And now Chris Cyborg, you know, say what you will, she's past her prime. She's almost forty years old, but I still think she's the biggest one of the biggest stars they have under their roster. She said that they're, they said they're not going to book her until the end of the year, and she tried, she's tried to call and get in contact with them, and they're refusing to book her. Uh, and she even took to Twitter and was like, I see why Kayla Harrison left. Um, oh, shit. And, and she's also said, she, she, she teased the UFC return. She's like, I'll, I'll do it anything, dude. I'm, I'm just, I'm, ti- I'm tired of waiting. Uh, cause it's been three months now that the Bell Tour and uh, PFL deal has been done. Wait, so, so are her and Pacheco not going to happen then? If it happens, it looks like they're going to make her wait. It looks like they're making her sit on the shelf for a while. Interesting. Yeah. Um, interesting, man. I mean, admittedly, I don't know what's going on with the PFL, man. I feel like they had a lot of momentum in November, and they have a big card coming up. But like, man. It, they slow down a little bit. They slow down. They have slowed down a lot. And Chris Cyborg, man, like I said, say what you will, she's still one of the biggest fighters, like, in terms of, you know, popularity that they have on their roster, whether it be PFL or Bellator. Like, and that Larissa Pacheco fight is still a big one. That's genuinely, if, if you're going to make fights for Chris Cyborg, there's only a couple of big ones left. You know, Kayla Harrison was one of those. That can't happen. Uh, you know, a Nunes rematch, that's off the table. Nunes, Nunes is retired now, and, you know, who knows if she'll ever return to the UC Cyborg. I mean, but, she didn't fully close the door that not so long ago. Correct. Well, that's exactly, yeah, she said she wants to come back to the UFC if PFL's not going to book her, so, you know, and uh, and then Nunes teased that she might come back, so, I mean, it makes logical sense, but yeah. Could I mean, you I imagine work... Cyborg back in the UFC, Amanda Nunes return, Kayla Harris in the UFC, holy fuck, what a time for the women's division if that happened. Ronda Rousey return at UFC 300. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, I, I would, we talked about it on the show, I think. I think if, I think Ronda comes back right now and submits Raquel Pennington in a round. Honestly, I'm not even joking. Wait, but I was thinking that's just because the division's gotten so bad. Like, no offense to Rocky, man, but like every person that she has lost to, like, <laughs> like they're either way past their prime or retired now, and they, that's what it took for her to get the title. I feel like it perfectly reflects the state of the division. She but, um, she, wait, she waited it out. No, she did. She did wait it out, not intentionally, but. I mean, I was happy for her to win the gold, but damn, dude. Like, I really do think Ronda Rousey can come back today and beat uh, Raquel Pennington. But that's just my thoughts, man. Just my thoughts. And I saw I saw that Raquel Pennington was talking about Kayla Harrison, and uh, she was like, you know, if she beats Hall Holm, she doesn't deserve a title shot still. She can't skip the line. It's like, man, she's not trying this, hard to hold on to that thing, huh? Not, like, in, not in this game, man. Not in this game. We know that better than anybody else. We know it shouldn't be like that, but it's like that. Yeah, and let's be honest here. If she beats Holly Holm, that is 
I mean, that's the same way Meyer Bueno Silva got a title shot. So it's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, she's trying hard to hold on to that gold, bro. I mean, I've seen she's been going at Kayla hardcore, trying to either set up a fight or just kind of talking that talking that shit, you know. So and I mean, and Kayla's gonna gonna do the, in a way not the same, but I think kind of like Chandler. She's not here for a long time. She's not here for a good time. She's here, or she's not here for a long time. She's here for a good time. Yeah, and I mean that that's true. I mean, I, I want to say Kayla Harrison. She has to be like thirty three. She's thirty three. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, man, time, time's ticking for her, too, so uh, we'll see, man, we'll see um, moving forward. But, yeah, just to kind of close out this topic, I don't know what the fuck the PFL is doing with Chris Sobler, man. Uh, it's dropping the fucking ball, dude. That's what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. It's, that's, uh, it's, that's, that's what the fuck they're doing, Josh. They're dropping the goddamn fucking ball. dropping the goddamn ball. I completely agree with you. I completely agree. Um, they should have hired me. That's, hey, why haven't we been hired? If you see, if you see he's not going to hire us, man, what's going on? You know, they're, gonna hire me right here. A, they're not going to hire me as a matchmaker or one of the matchmakers. They, the PFS should hire me then. 100%. I could, I could definitely make some banger fights. Make some 100%. good suggestions. I'm gonna, yeah, we're going to book, we're going to book Francis Ngana versus Jake Paul. The fight, the biggest fight of the Jesus century. Christ. <laughs> it's the fight to make. You can hate it. It's the truth. <laughs> ben Asker versus Jake Paul in MMA. <laughs> You know, I wouldn't actually mind that. He'll <laughs> <laughs> turn him into a fucking pretzel, dude. I, I'm, I'm down with that, you know. Anyways, man. Uh, next up. This was the most... I wasn't sure if it was, like, it, it depressing or, like... It was also kind of unsurprising, too. Uh, Tyson Fury versus Alexander Usyk has been postponed. It'll now be going down May 18th, allegedly. This is the second straight time that Fury has pulled out of the fight and postponed it. And that's and it, that was after it took a year for them to book it anyways. Uh, and apparently it was due to a cut that Fury suffered in sparring. Some video got released of that uh, sparring match that led to him pulling out. The cut's, cut's, cut's real, uh, but I saw that Aegis uh, Kil, Kilmas, uh, Alexander Usyk's uh, manager, was like, you know, that that cut wasn't inflicted in sparring. He had his bitch hit him with a frying pan. That's what happened. Yeah. Quote, quote me on that. And I'm like, man, they're getting really fed up with this guy, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they don't give a fuck. Uh, which you know, I get it, dude. I get it. I mean, I, we've been we've been talking about Alexander Usyk versus Tyson Fury for two years now. Probably longer than that. We had even mentioned it before that, probably at some point. Yeah, I mean, he beats. When did he beat AJ? Uh, I think 2021. Some some render. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, and I remember whenever Usyk took, he was, you know, Fury was like, hey, I'm not going to fight him unless it takes a 70-30 split, and he was like, okay, and then Fury was like, never mind, I'm not going to fight him anyway. <laughs> yeah, Just it, kidding. <laughs> just kidding, and then it took, you know, fucking Saudi Arabia getting involved, and I don't know, man, it, I would totally be pissed off if I were Usyk and his team, too, so I get it, and I'm a big Fury fan, too, but it's just like, man, you know, like, fuck. Um, anyways, man, I mean, it'll be going down in May, uh, hopefully May 18th from the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. The stakes are still the same. The winner of this will be crowned the first undisputed heavyweight champion since Lennox Lewis, the lion, accomplished it 24 years ago. And the winner of this fight, hoping to, uh, join him in history. Um, yeah, any closing thoughts on this one? For me, there's not a whole lot to add, really. No, not much out of what you've already mentioned. No. 100%, man. 100%. This looks like we have to wait. Simple as that. You know, unfortunate situation, right? Um, you know, I, I see Fury's pulling the good old Oliveira. No, I was kidding. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, uh, yeah. Def, definitely frustrating. Definitely frustrating. That's all I got to say. Very frustrating. This is our last topic of the day. It's not even MMA or boxing related. I just, we just got to send out, we got to send out support to our boy, the one and only, the American Nightmare. Cody Rhodes. Hashtag we want Cody. <laughs> We're wrestling fans. I feel like I had to bring it up, honestly, too, because we talked about how The Rock joined the TKO, the TKO uh, board of directors. So he has a role in, uh, you know, both the UFC and the WWE. And that, that son of a bitch came back and instantly put himself in the main event of WrestleMania. Does, so, does he uh, actually have that kind of power? Do we know? Like that kind of power for him to come in and be like, yeah, I'm main eventing WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, I mean, from my understanding, yes. He's one of the main, I believe he's a higher role, uh, in the WWE than, than Triple H does, who books the show. Oh, so shit. I, yeah, and he even brought in his own, 
He's dude, he's pulling a Black Adam. He's pulling a Black Adam, dude. You know, where uh, he pretty much came in and like he first got cast in the role and just brought in all of these people and tried to overhaul everything. Same thing playing out, but in the world of uh, professional wrestling, you know. So, hashtag we want Cody Dog. Got to get to send some support out to our boy because, uh, you know, it's it's been trending on Twitter for the last like ever since The Rock returned. It's been trending on Twitter. So, what were the tweets at? Where did it peak at that you saw? Uh, I mean, I I don't even know, but I know that it was trending nonstop. I don't know if it's still trending now, but it was trending nonstop for a week. And yeah. today they're gonna have a, a presser out at uh, Las Vegas. So, dude, everything's going down in Vegas this weekend. I know it's a big fucking week, dude. Ve- Vegas is popping, but uh, yeah, dude, they're gonna have a press conference this week. Also, yeah. Josh, why were you climbing the sphere? I was not drunk. <laughs> By the way, godly tweet. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really funny too. I mean, I saw that guy climbing that shit. I'm like, man, that's Vegas for you. Bro. Dude, how'd that like, fucker get up there? Do we know? I know it's like completely off topic right now. No, no, no. I know you're good. I mean, I have no idea how he got up. Maybe he's maybe he was just built different and just you know, like, fuck you, hate he was just built different. He was like, yo, I'm gonna get on. It was like it was like that one time that you were on top of that that statue, you know, like Jesus Christ, deep cut. <laughs> you know, you know. Yeah, if you know, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean that's. Probably it. I don't know, man. That shout out that guy though. I I, I saw that he was climbing up, and uh, I I did not look into the story anymore because I just wanted it. You know, like I just you know speaking about Vegas, we didn't even have this on the rundown. But what yeah. about that the the rising guy meeting up with Dana? Another promoter meeting up with Dana did. Yeah, Saki Ibarra meeting up with Dana. I mean, Saki I think. Ibarra. Yeah, Saki Ibarra. Yeah, I mean, he's always had a good relationship with Dana. We learned from the UC Antitrust lawsuit that they paid him like $10 million to fuck off after uh, they bought out Pride. They were like, yo, like, here's a couple mil, you know. Also, they, had that, fuck, they had that fuck situation with the contracts. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. For, so uh, I think the deal was, was that Pride only did one fight deals or very short-term deals with their fighters. So that way, whenever uh, – they got bought out. The UFC was like, hey, buddy, can't wait to book all these guys. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, about that. Like, <laughs> you're going to get fucking. No, but there was a situation with Ryzen. Don't you remember that? Where they, they, uh, the UFC had, was going to sign a guy from Ryzen, but there were some contractual issues there and they weren't able to actually sign him. Oh, I, I did not know about that. No. Wasn't no. there? I, I could have sworn. I could be, I could be messing it up. I could be thinking of the wrong guy, but I thought there was at one point. Hmm. I know. Yeah. I mean, I, I only know that they were going to go ahead and, uh, what realistically I think is going to happen? I think realistically we're going to get Koji Horiguchi in the UFC. You think, think so? Gonna, yeah. Or, or do you think more fight pass? No, no. I think fight pass doesn't make sense. I think I think that other one doesn't make sense. Yeah, because you're on the you're on the superior app, Fight TV. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, Angel. It's Triller TV now, buddy. Oh, uh, <laughs> formerly known as Fight TV. <laughs> yeah, I mean, jokes aside, I mean, Ryzen they do all right on. I mean, I'm not sure how well, but like I. They still do all right, from my understanding. So but I'm I sure a, a, a UFC Fight Pass deal would be better than whatever they're on now, right? I, I don't know enough about their financials to even say. I, I, would, I would assume so, though. Like, you don't think so? No, I mean, you're probably right. You're probably right. I just don't know for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm I, I don't know how much they make for pay- I have no idea how much they make for pay-per-view, and I also don't know about their broadcasting situation in Japan, which is, like, their main market. So I don't know if, like... I don't know if they're on pay per view in Japan or what their deals are or whatever it may be, but I think realistically, I'm sure we're going to end up with with Horiguchi, maybe even stepping straight into a title shot. Who even knows? Like, what if they're signing multiple Japanese fighters? That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, I'm very interested to see if it's more than just Horiguchi. But I think Horiguchi makes the most sense. Former UFC guy, won titles in Bellator and in Ryzen. Like, it makes the most sense. Yeah. Uh, what's been speculated? But I don't know. Like, I have no insider information on that one. I wonder when we'll find out what's going on with all these guys. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. I, I think Saki have already even said that, like, we'll, I'll, you know, we'll, we'll have something announced soon. Okay. But, yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see. Um, any, any closing thoughts on anything else we want to go ahead and mention before we go and bounce out of here, man? Not much, man. Like I say every week, I'm just excited to come back next week, talk about all the fights preview the next card and next week man big 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 fucking fight for the year Volkanovski Tapuria main event in California man me and Josh talked about it privately 
Uh, we'll finally see what a Volkanovski paycheck looks like. It's a paycheck for some of these other guys, Robert Whitaker, Paulo Costa. Uh, I can't think of who else was on the card off the top of my head. But regardless, we'll be seeing that, the rehydrations that, uh, how guys, how much guys weigh the day of the fight, you know, all of that information that will be made public. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see how big, uh, Volkanovski's, po- uh, going into the fight. Same with Paulo Costa, same with Rob Whitaker and everybody else on that card. Mm. But yeah, please like and subscribe. Yeah, there you go, man. You would put it well, man. Please like and subscribe. I'm uh, I'm at Josh, Josh Evanoff on uh, on Twitter uh, or X, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh, at Angel or take out underscore O one. Of course, that's on for all things related to the show. Approaching fourteen hundred subscribers strong. So uh, thank you guys for sticking with us, man. Peace and butt grease. Mouse click. <laughs>